Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my sweet cheese. Oh, I thought it was more to that. Uh, just Sandoval, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was like, are you on mute? <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I was not ready for some reason. I just felt like that line was going to go a lot longer than I than I anticipated. My my bad. Um, but I am here. I am fully awake. Yeah, you're full. You're you're full crap. I know you're. Not fully awake. <laughs> I know. I'm fucking tired. I'm sorry. Uh, excuse the language already. Uh, starting off pretty hot. Um. But you know what? The season's starting off pretty hot. <laughs> so, it, 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 it is pretty hot right now. I, I feel uh, like it's hotter in 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 the spaces than it than it actually is. You know, in the locker room. Um, I, I I I I think I agree with you on that. Well, we're gonna get into all that in a little bit because I personally feel like yeah, we said some stuff and yeah, we chat with some people about like how we feel about the season but for the most part when we've done the twitter spaces this week we've kind of just let other people vent about the team and so i figured we at this point will have our opportunity to have our takes on the on the team so far um if you haven't heard already i'm gonna have jesse uh promote our patreon right now but if you haven't heard it already we talk about the lakers going zero and four they are now zero and five but we did a podcast when they were in zero and four and it's on our patreon it's only three dollars a month there's a link in our podcast feed there's a link on our twitter in the bio but jesse promote the patreon hello everyone <laughs> uh la Clips forum has started a patreon uh we're just doing this to support the podcast itself, obviously, uh, <laughs> there's no, we're not trying to become millionaires off this thing. Uh, it's for three dollars, you know, with just three dollars, you can become a member where we drop additional podcasts where we go over basically the rivals of the Clippers in the Western Conference. So, you know, like Brian mentioned, we were talking shit about the LeBron, LeBron James led Lakers and how awful they are. Speaking of awful, Pat Bev, Jesus, um, am I loving that? For you guys that love Pat Bev, I understand. Go ahead, you can love him, but until while he's wearing the uh, purple and gold, the guy. So <laughs> you, you know, um, but yeah, uh, three dollars gets you a membership into the Patreon, um, and also something we would like to mention is that every after every game, we host a Twitter space on. <clears throat> uh on twitter after win or lose games you know so it's just an opportunity for you to come in and be part of the community um we always have like a good turnout we have like about 60 to 80 people hop on so Um, so there's actually i did not know this mm -hmm. a good friend of ours showed us this so apparently there's usually about 65 to 80 people in our twitter spaces every every game or so but there's 260 people total that have at least stepped in at one point. Oh, okay. So, so there's more. So that's, that's pretty impressive. There's at least some people got, went in there, heard a bad take by somebody, and was like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, so if, if you don't, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a Twitter, uh, you should make one. Yeah. Just for that. You know, it's it's a good time just to get things off your chest um we just go in there basically chat it up man it's a good time we we moderate a bunch of people who have some takes on the clippers uh getting into the clippers they lost twice to the okc this week um we'll get into our overall reactions to that but um i personally feel like okc is better than a lot of people are giving credit for but they're still not good (laughs) uh yeah, the, f- the first one was worse than the second one, I feel. It's funny because, like, people think that just because an organization looks like it's going in the direction of tanking doesn't necessarily mean these players are, t- you know, have that mindset as well. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that was just a revelation um, that I had earlier because I was listening to a podcast 
from a former NBA player where they were just talking about, yeah, like the organization can have a different thought process, you know, a different plan. But in the actual locker room with the coaching staff and the players, it can be completely different, you know, um, and they don't really give a crap about what what the GM wants to do. So, so like, for example, the Jazz started off pretty hot this year. Eventually, the franchise is going to communicate with the coaching staff that so-and-so player needs rest days or so-and-so player is maybe a little sore <laughs> and so-and-so players. And then all of a sudden, you're going to realize, wow, Colin Sexton hasn't played in 20 games? Interesting. You know, stuff like that. Um like last year, OKC, I'm sure some of their good players could have came back, but eventually they didn't, and they just ended up, you know, taking the rest of the year. So yeah, Clippers lose to OKC twice. Um, initial reaction: when those were probably winnable games, but I feel like in a long NBA season, there's always winnable games that you lose. <laughs> Hopefully, you know. I forgot how many games are in a season. 86? 82. 82. 82. 82. And we're talking about we're going four games in, five games in, four games well, in. We're officially five games in now. We're two and three. Okay. Oh, it says two and two right now. What the hell? Uh, never mind. We we, um, we we beat the Lakers, then we beat the Kings, then we lost three straight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways. I'm not worried. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not right now. Um, you know, I'll be more, I'll be more concerned, you know, come November, uh, uh, you know, mid-November and I'm still seeing the same issues of turnovers, um, being displayed on the court and I'm seeing less information about Kauai, um, then yeah, I'd be concerned there, um. If I if I could if I could say something real quick, and I'm I'm actually going to get into my actual Clippers takes, okay. But I, I just want to throw this out there to get some people some perspective. The Suns were the best team in the NBA, or the best Western Conference team in the NBA last year, and it, and they lost in terrible fashion in seven games to the Mavs. I just want to make that clear. The Clippers mm-hmm. have also lost by fifty points to the Mavs a couple years ago, and then we've had the best that the most successful season. In, in franchise history i'm a padres fan and i i know i try not to get too much into that because i understand a large fan base of ours is dodger fans so <laughs> but but uh i watched the team start really hot this year then they went like 51 and 52 or something like that it was terrible baseball for the middle part of the year we traded for juan soto and he hit like 100 for the first like 17 games or something like i saw this padres team look hopeless at times and we had and then the padres had the best season in since 1998 like in the postseason yeah so i mean and you can also look at the boston celtics you know last season well how many how many games did they lose in the beginning of the season they were were... they were clearly under 500 and i I think they were like in play-in status in like december yeah, and then they turned it around and they went to the NBA Finals. Yeah, and uh, yeah, absolutely. So I think five five games, like I've seen some people in the Twitter spaces and I've seen some tweets and I've seen other fans and stuff like that get extremely frustrated with this team. And I could see where the frustration kind of comes from. You know, we have high expectations. This is, you know, a team that a lot of people pick to be champions. But that doesn't mean that the script was already written for this team. Like, and I'd rather have the bumps now. And I also think, like, if this is what we're going to call quote-unquote adversity, then let's go through our uh, adversity. I don't want us in March getting our first dose of adversity. I don't want us in March having something happen where we're like, okay, now now what are we going to do? I feel like October is the perfect time for us to be like, okay, I don't like this. Let's see what this does and et cetera. I, 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 that's probably my level headed response. I I think I see the other side of the coin. Is that a term? 
think it is right uh, yeah it is there, there's two sides to his coin and you and you were like i'm looking at one side of it that's the and now you're like let me see the other side <laughs> um you know this is the easy part of our schedule so you want to take advantage of that but at the same time like this is a really talented roster that we have and if we're not willing if we're not capable of at least you know winning the tough in the tough matchups then you know is there really championship aspirations really if i could play satan's lawyer here (laughs) (laughs) i'm here and you can uh go ahead (laughs) (laughs) would you consider the easy part of schedule as a fan the most comfortable time of the year for ty lu to tinker and around would you rather have him do it now against this easy part of schedule than later on when we have to play contenders? That's a good point. Like, I, I, because I have, I feel like I have a tangent and I'm trying to push it off and I'm maybe trying to give people small doses of it because I don't know if I want people to just turn on this podcast and hear me go for straight five minutes. But, uh, like, this, this, you know tan- what? This tangent is, is, is just, on the tip of my tongue. Just, just go, dude. Just, All right. Just share it. How is this our first rodeo as Clipper fans? Especially in the two one three era, like every season. If you go back to last season, where where I'm, I'm I'm complaining about Marcus Morris's knee and him missing a month. I was like, why? If he's not going to show up prepared, right? And then all of a sudden, like Ty Lue's playing lineups with Eric Bledsoe and Reggie Jackson, and we're like, what is this? Or years before, we had lineups with Lou Will, Lou Kennard, and and Reggie Jackson, or something like that. Like, what are we doing? what it's like at this point we're now in season four and people are assuming like oh well now that we're in season four we should have our together not necessarily this is this is how this team operates we get new players and we figure out how do we put them in the lineup and who they play well with and even if we knew and one of my biggest pet peeves is as fans thinking that we could coach better than the coach Obviously, if you want to have a questionable take, if you're like, hey, Ty, I don't like that lineup or I don't know why you keep playing that lineup. That's one thing. But to assume that we could do it better is, in my opinion, ridiculous. Like we have podcasts so we could come on here and complain. But do I actually think I could do a better job than Ty Lu or Lawrence Frank building this team? Absolutely not. I'd probably be the raw Palinka of the Clippers if I if I was able to build this roster. Everyone has this idea that we're supposed to be champions. We don't need to be playing championship basketball in October. If we're playing championship basketball in October and that's our peak, then April is going to be a rude awakening. We need to build to championship basketball. And we, we would think as Clipper fans, we would be more aware of that. Be more aware that this is a building process and things take time. Are we losing games at OKC that we think we should be winning? Yes. And I'm not telling people they need to chill out. And I'm not saying that you you shouldn't be upset about it. Be upset. Be annoyed. Be frustrated. I personally think we should be 5-0. and But to be, to, to be already waving the white flag, doomsday, what are we doing, stuff like that. Being frustrated at Kawhi. We'll get into Kawhi a little bit. But, like, what did we expect with the Kawhi thing? We knew load lo- load management was going to come, and if you felt anything, he was going to miss a week or so. What what did we expect? We expected this team to be deep enough that we would play without him, so we're playing without him. That's what It is what it is. <laughs> you know, I'd rather have this than be having him miss months at a time. I'd rather have him miss a week or so there and there, a couple games there and there. And people are like, well, this is not, you know, we're not going to be prepared in the playoffs. It is what it is. This is the team we have. And unless the team wants to make a move, this is the team we have. And this is what we have to do to get that team ready for the playoffs. Like, I think it's more front running as a fan base to expect championship caliber basketball this early in the season. And to expect that already of our team. If we're, we're a humbled franchise, we we haven't reached there. We haven't reached that level yet. So to be honest, we're still a team that the best we've ever done is make the Western Conference Finals. And until this team proves that they could get to that point and get to the finals again, or just get to the finals the first time, we're still not that team. So although there's expectations and people picking us to be champions, we still haven't gone to that point yet. So we're still that same team that we were 
two years ago and the year prior. We're not better than that until we prove we're better than that. But I don't know why people went into the season thinking we're better than that. We're not there yet. And we and so to expect that after five games, in my opinion, is a little ridiculous. So mm-hmm. be patient. <laughs> I'm not saying chill. I'm not saying, like, oh, you need to chill out or, you know, still be passionate about this team. But you got to be patient. You got to let the pieces fall together. And and like, yeah, we should have a second big person. And the small ball lineup doesn't work without Kawhi. I'm pretty sure they had Kawhi in mind when they thought they were going to do the season. And now he's missed a week. And now it's obvious that, yeah, the small ball doesn't work and we don't have a backup center. You know, Musa looked pretty good. And in his like minute of garbage time or whatever. And it was against the starters of OKC. Maybe that's something they look at moving forward. My my biggest thing is I just don't know what people expected at this point in the season. It's October. What was the expectations right now? Were we just gonna go 10 and 0, 82 and 0? <laughs> and like we're not gonna hit any hurdles and we're not gonna have to have any adversity at any point. And the moment Kawhi feels anything in his legs it's just a doom season like what was what was the expectations we knew there's going to be headaches and we're having the headaches at the perfect point of the season mm-hmm. all right that's that's my no i i think you hit the nail on the head um absolutely in that and that tangent that you said um your speech was honestly i think it's it's something that we need to hear um I just I can kind of understand the frustration from, you know, other people because of the fact that Kawhi missed the whole season recuperating from the from this from the surgery. Um, We're hearing reports. He's huge. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. Um, So you're hearing everything. You're hearing all the right words. You're hearing all the right phrases. You're seeing hype videos of him working out in the open gym and then he starts and you know in the preseason game and then all of a sudden last minute Kawhi comes off the bench and not only we won that game but we look awful and we continue to look awful and it's just the turnovers are just so egregious it's just I don't know. It just looks so flat-footed. I it. I I, I totally understand. I can because you're hyped. You you finally have the stars that you mm-hmm. want. You know, like so you're thinking that you're you're finally going to see the whole product there, and then you're not getting what you thought you're going to get, and it's upsetting. But it's understanding. You're when you put in context that you know we're trying to ease Kawhi back into it. But if I'm going to say something. You get off your chest. Honestly, I personally think I think there's a discord in, in the locker room. You know what? Why do you feel that way? I feel like possibly Kawhi coming off the bench may have rubbed people the wrong way. You know, you know what? I I personally feel like when it was announced, everyone was kind of taken back by it. And remember, we talked about how I liked it. <laughs> and I think in the Laker game, it was like, okay, cool. We still won. It was a little ugly, but we won. Then Kawhi did it again against the Suns, and it just was not working. And then now, and then now he's missing a week. It's just like I think there 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 could be some people like you know because like from from where you were saying and then like I guess the opposite of my take would be as Clipper fans we had our hopes broken when he got his ACL tour by Joe Ingles then we were patient enough to get through an entire season get get the 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 BS videos and we're breaking them down and we were patient enough to go through that. And but we had this optimism that like when we add Kawhi to this team because this team's playing with heart. You add Kawhi to this team, and we're 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 solid. And then we lose the play in, and I think there was a little bit of like, all right, you know that sucks, but next year we're gonna come in hot and we're gonna be the we're gonna be the best team in the league. We're the deepest team in the league, and 
I think the frustration is that, like you said, they came they came in a little flat footed, and even in the preseason, they had that one quarter where the starters are playing and they played really well against the Blazers, and we're like, see this 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 team's ready to go, and then all of a sudden. We're flat-footed. Kawhi misses a week. We're the so-called deepest team in the league, yet we still can't beat OKC without Kawhi and Paul George. If we're the deepest team in the league, the reason we're the deepest team in the league is so if they had to miss time, we'd still be okay. Like I could, I could see the frustration because it's like we've waited ever since Joe Ingles messed up that season. We've been waiting patiently, and now you give us this product. I I totally understand, and I and I think Clipper fans should be upset. I they should be upset with a two and three team. My thing is that does this doesn't mean the season's necessarily over. Mm. <laughs> like, the script the, the script for our season wasn't written in October. The script of our season is gonna be written later down the line. You know, so yeah. Uh but yeah, going back, so I could see so that's the fans being frustrated with the situation and the Kawhi situation, and I can see the players like on your end saying like hey we fought our asses off last year for you to come back and now you're just gonna mess up the rotations like we've and they i wouldn't even be surprised in training camp like if if in training camp this was maybe something that they were thinking about you would have had Kawhi play with the second unit but i believe Kawhi was probably playing with the first unit in training camp and he was starting all those pre he started he started the preseason game right mm-hmm. So I could see the fresh, like, I could see, like, well, if this was going to be on Kawhi's mind or if this was going to be, like, the plan or if, and I think, like, everyone was cool with it because, like, we still walked out of that Laker game with a win. But I think once the Suns game happened, it was like, oh, no, this was, this, the Laker game was ugly and this is kind of BS. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I I do think there might be some frustration in the locker room. How do we go on to the next subject? <laughs> so we're, we're kind of we're kind of mixing the two. Tangent here, <laughs> written down on my little post note. <laughs> but I have uh, Kawhi with a question mark, and I think they're both related, and that's why we keep going back and forth on them. Oh, okay. So it's sense. like so like yeah. So I guess like I guess kind of now we're on the Kawhi thing. It, it's it's hard because you know I'm just it's all speculation. I'm just I'm just tossing out an idea that it could be a Discord. You know. I'm, it could be just coming. It's coming out of my ass, you know, but <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. All right. Uh, it's coming out of my ass. Uh, it's not coming out. It's not coming out of Kawhi's camp and it's not coming out of, you know, the Lakers or the Clippers organization. I don't know why I just mentioned Lakers. Um, it's just I, I, I can see it. I could see something like that bothering them. And because the fact that we were taken back by it. Um, and even a lot of the um, uh, uh, reporters that covered it looked like they were taken back by it. I just felt like it may have been a surprise to the to the roster. It's a uh, roster as well. Um, I don't, I just don't I don't know. I, I I'm kind of speechless. Uh, so so how concerned are you? Well, so let's start there. How concerned are you about the Kawhi not playing for a week thing? Like he's not gonna probably play this weekend. I I wasn't concerned until I just saw that he wasn't playing again, and because I I thought you know at some point in this week he was gonna play, um, but the fact that he's taking a full week off and he came off the bench, I'm starting to get a little nervous about it. Um, and my whole thing is just I'm more nervous not about his health but more about what's going on in the locker room because. You know, we saw something similar with the Spurs where, you know, team doctor said he was fine. His doctor said he wasn't, and he's been with his doctor. Team was pleading with him to play. He didn't want to compromise. Um, we're assuming that what Kawhi's cap was saying or what Kawhi was saying himself was true. Um, and we're basically saying that the Spurs have no integrity whatsoever. Uh, an organization that's uh, won several championships that's ran by Co- uh, Coach Pop, and all of a sudden we're questioning his integrity now. You know, uh, it's kind of weird that we're I'm going back to that, but it's, it's, <laughs> you, it's you, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, like it's, uh, it's a we're, similar... we're thinking Kawhi, we're thinking yeah. Kawhi 100 was in the right, and we're not questioning 
Greg Popovich, who was also trying to push Kawhi to play. You don't mm-hmm. think Pop would, you know, take into consideration Kawhi's health if he wasn't yeah. healthy? Yeah, and I think, like, personally, I feel like the team and Kawhi are probably just overly anxious about the injury. Like, you feel something in your brain, it automatically goes, like, no, I don't want to push this, especially in October. You know, like, I personally think if this was, like, game three of the first round of the playoffs and he felt some stiffness in his knee, he would just play through it. And if he blew his knee out at, and he had to play and he had to get surgery at the end of the season, as long as they won a championship or something like that, he he would maybe be okay with that. I don't know. I don't know him personally. Maybe he doesn't like his knees blown out. But... It, it's one of those things where I think like in October, it's just like, hey, we're not even we're not even going to like, like entertain him messing this up. But it could be just overly cautious. And we do have some chemistry we got to build at some point. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. Be cautious. But you can be cautious and also be transparent. With the fan base, and that yeah, and that's also the thing where I'm like, it's the it's our this is our first radio. They haven't been transparent since he signed that deal in 2019 or whatever. To this point, like so, but at the same time, you're right. In 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 regards, because my biggest concern is if you were starting with this coming off the bench stuff, does that mean you're gonna start doing the coming off the bench thing immediately when you come back? Like, let's just say he he's out for two and a half two and a half weeks. Right. And like, I don't mind because like Marcus Morris was out for a month last year and he ended up having a really good season for us. Right. So it's one of those things where it's like, do we sacrifice the first few weeks to a month for Kawhi to be good? I'm I'm sure everyone in Clipper Nation would say yes. It it is one of those things where it's like, are we going to have the chemistry issues when he comes back because he's doing the bench thing again? And then we have to figure out how to transition him off the bench so he gets back in the starting line. Like, are we just going to be another month behind in our year-long plan to get everybody ready for the playoffs? That would be a little frustrating on my end. I'm not going to lie. Like, if he wants to come back to the bench for the first couple games when he comes back, that's cool. Fine, whatever. But eventually they need to start transitioning him into that starting lineup because that's what we're going to play in the playoffs. Like, unless he's just forever going to be a six man. And if that's what's going to happen in the playoffs, what's build that now? But I don't think that's what anybody wants. I don't think that's what's going to happen. So, like, eventually, I I think at this point, I would much rather have him be on a minutes restriction in the starting lineup. You, you start him in the – you have him play seven minutes in the first quarter. Then if you don't want to play him for the rest of the first half, you don't. And then you have him start the second half, and then you figure out where his minutes are in the fourth quarter, and then you play him the rest of that. That's how I would do it because that's the team he's going to play with the most is that first unit. But that's just where I'm at. It's like I'm concerned that we're just going to start what we were starting against the Lakers and just start start it like again It's going in November, and yeah. it's just going to be a loop. Yeah. That's my nightmare. That's what. <laughs> uh, that's what. Uh, what's it? What's it? What's that one place that the Catholics believe? Um, purgatory. Purgatory. That's a, you're just watching Clipper game and it's just like why can't I come out the bench and bunch of turnovers. <laughs> God, God, and I think that's the biggest thing too. Like just to kind of get back to the, the the team a little bit is I do feel like if we limited the turnovers, we played a little cleaner basketball, and everyone thinks that's kind of on Ty Lue because Ty Lue's not running a whole bunch of sets out there and et cetera. I do feel like Ty Lue's kind of in a pinch because he has no idea game to game what his lineup is going to look like and, like, what his rotations are going to be. He's just he's just figuring it out, and I think everyone's putting a lot of weight on this, like, chemistry that we got from last year and this heart that we had from last year to pull out victories i'm sure there's sets but like why show those now <laughs> like I, I think he is kind of like in that well let's see how some people play together and yeah i would like to run a play and and stuff like that but like, yeah i kind i kind of see why Ty Lu like because the way Ty Lu is like this is a this isn't just a uh, October to March thing. This is an October to late, hopefully mid to late June thing. Yeah, like so, you know, I can see why he's pacing himself. 
Uh, but if we limited the turnovers, I think I think statistically we are better in all the statics in that OKC game. And so if we just limited the turnovers, we would have probably been fine. And I think you could say that about every game. You limit the turnovers, and we'll be fine. How, what was our three point percentage shooting percentage? Is still in, in, in the OKC bad. games? Yeah, I don't know. I have to go to check that. I'm looking it up right now. If you want to continue. No, I, I feel like I've done a lot of talking, but I'll, I'll continue talking. Okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they, I'm <laughs> yeah, we didn't do that well. Um, we shot as a team 32%, 32.1%, and OKC shot 44.7. We were 9 of 28. There was 17 of 28. 17 of 38. In the second game? Yeah, in the second game. Yeah, in the uh, second game, we were struggling. But you know that Norman Powell and Reggie Jackson had good games. The our three guards that we needed to get their like like basketball careers figured out all all stepped up. Yeah, John Wall looks good. Um uh Reggie Powell and Reggie Powell, sorry. Uh <laughs> <Reggie> Powell. <laughs> the Reggie Powell co- combination. Uh that lineup I saw was actually really good. Uh was it Reggie? It was Reggie and Powell, right? Um no, it was Reggie and John Wall. I'm blanking. So, out. so in so that first game, not the first one, second one. Okay, but in the first one, okay, we shot a better field goal percentage, a better three point percentage. It wasn't that good, but it's still, you know, better. Uh, we lost the free throw percentage and we lost rebounds, but we had more assists. They got more steals, but that's because we had more turnovers and we had six more blocks than them. Hmm. But like you usually, if you you shoot a higher free throw percent, I mean you shoot a higher field goal percentage, you you have an opportunity to win that game. But we lost by fourteen because they shot the ball one hundred and ten times to our eighty three. Hmm. So, but you know, yeah. And then in the second game, it was just a little bit more frustrating because we actually had the lead at halftime. And I think if we won that game, I think people would be like, okay, you know, because in that game. We went down early, and then it was the heart and soul of the of the middle pack of that roster to kind of get us going. Like, it was Norman Powell finally having a Norman Powell game. It was Reggie Jackson getting to the paint. It was John Wall dunking and stuff like that. It's just Paul George didn't necessarily show up, and it is what it is. But Zoo didn't have that great, that great of a game either in the second one, but he had a great game in the first one. It, it's just one of those things where it's like I think we're beginning to see that eventually it's going to click where everybody's having their game in the same game, but we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, only time will tell. Um, but so far, last game was a good sign of what this team could do without Paul Jordan and Kawhi, right? So hopefully they can play. Um, obviously PG was there, but he did not play like himself. So. <laughs> No, PG um, needs to shoot more, but we'll we'll see. Maybe there's something there. Why he's not, or maybe he I'll wasn't him, feeling good. You know. Yeah, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He did say they did say he was sick, so maybe. I, I, it, it, this this I I might get a lot of a lot of negative feedback for this take. Mm-hmm. I it seems so. like a lot of people are saying the Clippers are flat footed. I just feel like they're pacing themselves. And people will think that's front running, sure. But I think it's more front running to assume that they shouldn't have the playoffs in mind when they're, you know what I mean? Like you should be a championship team from October. Like you know, like like I said, the Phoenix Suns had every opportunity to walk out of the West last year, <laughs> but it was but it, but it ended up being the Warriors. It it's hard for me to think that's pacing themselves when you're accumulating so many turnovers. No, I get that. And I think pace, I think like they're, it's not good basketball. They shouldn't be pacing. They shouldn't be pacing themselves. But I do think like Paul George not shooting the ball. I think overplaying Norman Powell, because in my opinion, before Norman Powell had the good game, my take was, and I know a lot of people didn't feel this way, you got to play Norman Powell and just have him play through it. I understand that the game's close in the fourth quarter. Maybe you don't put him in the game, right? But the first, second, third quarter, you have to have them play through it. 
he's not going to get better. He's not going to get out of his funk, especially against these easier teams where you can still maybe get a win after playing terrible basketball. (laughs) You you (laughs) got to try it. My my thing is the teams pace themselves is like you know it's Tyloo not running sets maybe always out there he's running lineups you know it's Paul George not shooting the ball Kawhi taking a week off I feel like the teams just pacing themselves they're just like all right you know it's a long season you know they they don't because it it would be just as heartbreaking if we had the best regular season in Clippers history just to go into the playoffs and have wear and tear on everybody. And we would just be like, man, we should have taken some nights off. <laughs> you yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like, it's all gonna be some some we're gonna have this discussion next offseason when we have this podcast. It's all gonna be the hindsight game of how we should have handled this and how we should have handled that. But I think like we're we're most likely not gonna look back at October basketball and be like, that's why this team is where they're at. I doubt in March and April it's going to be an October reason why we're not playing well. There's going to be something that happened in the middle of the season, not something that happened at the beginning of the season. That's just where I'm at. So I kind of look at, like, whatever's going on, good or bad, it's all a wash right now. And it's either going to get itself figured out or it's not. And then eventually Lawrence, Frank, and Tyler are going to have to figure that out. Yeah. I <laughs> There's lots to impact there. Um I, I do agree. You know, this might be just a little little bump in the road right now. And everywhere else will be fine in the season. But until now, uh, I think it's fine to focus on it. I think uh, <sighs> it's content. <laughs> it, yeah, it's material for us to go through, but it's just, ah, man. You you know what you mentioned to me while we were playing video games the other day, and uh, you know we were discussing like, hey, these are probably some of our best Twitter spaces we've done. And you you're like, well, was it Misery Loves Company? Yeah. <laughs> and I think like a lot of people like to hear like, oh, I want to hear somebody else's take on this Clipper situation. It's always like good or bad. Like when the Clippers are playing great, people like to listen. People like to go on the Twitter spaces, talk about how awesome we are, have that BDE. And then when it's (laughs) we're playing bad, people like to talk about that too. Yeah, it's when we're when we're just coasting. I think people are less interested. I I, so it it just goes back to like the transparency though for me. I think if I'm going to reflect on the start of the season, I'm going to stay right now in the beginning, the first couple of games, the first three games, I was like, Oh, it's fine. You know, everything's, uh, you know, this is what it's going to look like. You know, this is what a typical Clipper basketball looks like at the start of the season. And we're just being cautious about Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, I, I reason through these things. And then as time progresses, uh, I'm seeing the team and how they're playing. And I'm just like, and then Kawhi is going to be out for another week, uh, for a week. And it's just like, it. I feel like this could all be resolved. I feel like the turnovers could be resolved over time. But uh, my concerns, I feel like, could be, you know, done away with if you just tell me a little bit more information about what's going on with Kawhi and not just Ty Lue. I don't know if he's trolling, um, mm. but he's not going like, oh, where's, Ka- where's Kawhi? Oh, I don't know. You know, I think it was with the team doctor. Is he practicing? Oh, I don't know. Like, these are all very concerning things. Like, well, you, you know, give what? us some information. Mm-hmm. Who, 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 <laughs> what, why, why keep the hidden? Why keep this information hidden? Like, how does this benefit anyone else? Like, any of our rivals? I, I'm, per- I'm personally just thinking that Kawhi asked for them to keep it low key. And I, if I could be honest, too, to do you, do you to, think, to, do you okay. think the media would be, I'm sorry. Do you think the media would be as hard on Kawhi right now? Because media is pretty harsh on Kawhi for not playing. If there was some more information about his ACL injury, uh, yeah, they would just it would be the uh, it would just be the other way around. They would just be, say that he's injury prone or something. Like they just get on him for not being healthy and you know not getting himself ready for the season or something like that. If they were like, hey, he's gonna have to miss like a month and a half or something, the the media would just give him crap for not being a healthy player. It's just you know it's national media, because <laughs> like uh, I guess what I why why I bring that up is because what's the benefit of hiding this information? Like what is what is Kawhi pre- trying to prevent? Well, as a team, so? as a team, 
you're going to bring more fans in if they know Kawhi is going to play. So I kind of look at it like, for example, me and you got the Clippers ultimate pass or whatever. There's a game tomorrow and me and you are considering going. But there's also a part of us where it's like, yeah, Kawhi's not playing. Maybe we, eh, you know, like if we're going to play like we did against OKC, then do we just do we do I want to drive the 25 miles to go see us lose to New Orleans like that? Like just just to be frustrated and not be able to host a Twitter space after to my best potential. Like these are the things I'm considering, you know, because of the Kawhi situation. So like for season ticket holders who we're told like this is our year you know we leave no quarters or whatever it is i i just keep thinking of like arcades when they <laughs> when they say stuff like that. When they put uh, their, uh quarter on the on the machine to show their it, necks <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh to me it's a little like hey you do owe it to like your your fans who are trying to be supportive here to to give them some like, hey, is it is it worth it that I bought these season tickets? Is it worth it to go to every game? Is it worth it to do X, Y, and Z? Like, is it worth it to to drive to uh, L.A. on a Sunday afternoon? Is it worth it on a work night to go see them play the Rockets on a Monday? Like, the Clippers need to probably be a little bit better on the transparent. The thing is, do I expect them to do it? No. But... Yeah, like to the fans who, you know, pay for a lot of this stuff, who 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 you convince to buy tickets and season tickets and game passes and stuff like that, who you're calling constantly, you do owe it to them a little bit to be like, hey, yeah, Kawhi, his knee thing. Now, I, I'm hoping that, because this doesn't seem like it's how it was last year. Last year was a little bit more like, here's a video of him shooting jumpers in the Warriors arena. And then we don't hear anything for three weeks. Mm-hmm. This, this time it is, it does feel like we're getting legit day-to-day updates. Like, do we know how severe the injury is? No, but we're getting day-to-day updates. Like it seems like his status is game to game. And that's a little bit better than it was last year. It still sucks. I hate it because it just gives everyone a new reason to be upset. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, and you know, for anyone that's considering not going to games because Kawhi is not playing, I say shame on you because you know, especially Brian right now, I should shame him because we drive all the way to San Diego to watch the f-ing Padres play against the, f-ing, the Nationals, who <laughs> who are absolutely ass. You should be driving to the ass crypto dot com arena to cheer our boy Paul George. And the rest of the guys. Go you know what? The, you know what? You called me out on it, so I think I might have to. Uh. <laughs> like, luckily, I live closer, so it'll be it'll be fine for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Those are those are valid points. But I, I don't think a lot of people would be reacting uh, the way the way they are if you know Kawhi came out saying, "Hey, you know what? Um, you know, I spoke to my doctor. I'm feeling this thing and." Um, I just really want to be precautious on this and take my time and ease it. And yeah, I think some media guys would probably take out, like, you know, be sensational and like, uh, you know, call him injury prone, some sort like that. But, you know, those are surgeries. Those are things that you can't control. Uh, and you need people like JJ Reddick who kind of calms down is rational. Um, but I, I think that would that would extinguish a lot of the the fires that's going around this Clippers organization organization or the Clippers fan base, I should say. You know what? Like Jamal Murray, he's taking games off for precaution as well. I don't know how many games he's taken. I know he's at least taken one. And he's also not played his A game since coming back either. Yet Kawhi gets a lot of crap. Now I'm 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 just saying. I understand that's two different things, and Jamal's probably playing more than Kawhi, and Jamal Murray's situation is a lot more transparent than Kawhi's. But, like, Anthony Davis has already missed a game of lower back tightness. He's probably going to miss a few more. <laughs> like, it is, it's just, a, yeah, it's that time of the year where if someone's feeling something, you don't push it. Lillard missed all of last season. He's going to miss two weeks with the calf thing. Like, does that make him injury prone? 
It's it's just like I guess the thing with Kawhi is that it has this appearance right now that it's game to game, but if it ends up being like a month goes by, you should have just told us it was gonna be a month, a month ago kind of thing. And I think that's where I'm at too. Is like I agree with you on that. I'm hoping it's just a game to game thing. Yeah. Keep in mind Sunday and Monday are back to back. Maybe he's gonna play Monday night then. I you know, I don't know. I'm maybe being way too optimistic right now. <laughs> but <laughs> You need uh, to calm your expectations down, buddy. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a little too. I'm a, I'm a little. This too is right Clipper now. basketball. All right, yeah. chill, chill out. I got to chill out. You're right. Um, if, if the quiet thing goes about two weeks, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> 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 mm, all right. yeah. I'll get. I'll, I'm a little concerned right now. Um, trying to be optimistic, but. Uh, I'm just trying to show that I, I do understand some of the, the fans' perspective. Me me, and Nick Batum on Christmas, he said give the team till Christmas. I'm going to give the team till Christmas too. Uh, everyone's going to give them like, I don't know, a few weeks into November. And I'll, I'll give them till Christmas because Christmas is perfect. It's about two months into the season and a month before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. We, we'll have a pretty decent idea where the team's at. Um. Me and Nick Batum just eating a baguette on Christmas Day, just like breaking down the Clippers together. Me and him, just like, hey, you know, everyone else, uh, everyone else broke them down like at Thanksgiving, but me and him, wait, we were patient enough to wait till Christmas. Me and him, just you know, shooting the shit, just you know, and and then you're wondering why he's wearing a Nuggets uniform. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait, why are you wearing the Nuggets uniform? He's like, you haven't talked to Frank, and I'm like, I don't, I don't normally, I don't normally talk to Frank at all. Um. Yeah, me and Nick just conspiracy, just trying to come up with conspiracy theories on why Musa Dibati is not playing stuff like that. Yeah, I, some highlights though. I, I will mention though, uh, all those who had a bad game uh, yesterday, he continues to be. He's the foundation for our defense for sure right now. Um, he you does everything. Think, you don't think Norman Powell is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want to know what I think of Norman Powell. <laughs> I'm just I I uh, I feel like um, you know, like when people get like super stressed, like their eyes like pop a blood vessel and their eye becomes like super red. That's gonna happen at some point this season if Norman Powell continues to be good only one out of five games. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just I'm just making that clear right now. And you know what? I'll make it clear right now. The more people hate. On Norman Powell, the more I'm gonna love him, and the more well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Jersey. You know, what? I'm sure. I'm sure that's the case. So, are, are you gonna wear a T-shirt underneath like he does? Oh yeah, definitely, dude. Um, it's gonna be a Norman Powell T-shirt. I'm gonna have him <laughs> on the sleeves too, right there. Um, it's gonna it's a Blazers Norman Powell T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But um. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some good players. There's some players that are, are stepping up to the plate right now. You know, Reggie's um, shooting like 38% from three or something like that. I, I don't understand the Reggie hate in the Twitter spaces. And I, I don't get it. Um, Reggie Jackson's doing everything right, uh, and he's still battling some sort of injury, it looks like. So let's chill, let's chill out on Reggie, all right? Reggie, Reggie. Wall, Wall's killing it. Wall is killing it. I'm loving Wall. I'm loving the attitude he brings. I love the energy he brings. I love his pace. I, dude, sign me the f- up on John Wall, man. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I don't know. This might be a little. This might be a little spicy to the basketball nerds out there. Uh, the Reggie Jackson John Wall combo together on the court. That's the combo, right? That we, right. That we saw that announced the comeback. Chef's kiss. With you would not. You would not think. You would not think it. <laughs> it. It was due at the five, right? It was PG, and then like, yeah, in the second quarter, it was Reggie Wall. I believe Zoo was out there, and yeah, maybe PG was out there. <clears throat> but in the third I, quarter, P- in the late PG third Terrence quarter, Man, wasn't it? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. Uh, and then later in the game, PG was off the court when Reggie and it was Reggie Powell, or maybe it was Reggie Kennard, but it was John Wall and Reggie out there with either Kennard or Powell, maybe both for all I know, this Tyler we're talking about <laughs> and, and absolutely 
loved every minute both of them just going north and south but knowing they're they're, they're play- like the issue with pal and and uh wallet the f- the first few games was that they were both going north and south at the same time trying but reggie i think has that like i know how to take a step back i know how to just chill for a minute and let wall do his thing and then wall would let reggie do his thing and it was just loved it I want to so so, so you're telling me Reggie knows how to read a room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No Rapal doesn't know how to read a room. Uh, and Reggie does, and that's why we like Reggie. Reggie, Reggie just wants to be part of the team and win. I, I, if if so, if someone told Reggie, hey, I think the best thing for this team is for you to take a step back and maybe play, not even play a game or play have some DMPs. Reggie, I think would be okay with that as long as they won. So. Reggie is the ultimate team player on this team, and I think people should recognize that when they show some hate going his way. I agree. I'm, I'm all in in the corner of Reggie Jackson, for sure. Any final um, thoughts? Uh, you know what, guys? We still have a Patreon. <laughs> we, we still had it. Like We almost but had to get rid of it after we're, two or three start. I was about to delete this right now during the podcast. I was on the way uh to the website right now and going to make that make that decision right now but you know what we have a patreon three dollars to join uh with that you guys get some more uh more content we have a uh sports diary that we're just kind of tinkering with where we just talk about other sports like baseball um football and yeah that's all i can think of right now and then we also have uh where we kind of discuss about western conferences uh rivals so um please support us if you like the content this just it just helps us you know pay for the bills also you know we appreciate everyone who listened to the jingle and stayed for the end and um we uh you can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast you can find us at twitter you can find us on twitter at l eclipse forum and you know you could you could be doing anything with your time but you're spending it with us and we appreciate that We're out. Later.